Kia ora, no mai. Welcome to the Strengths Well, presented by Strengths Network South Pacific. And welcome in particular to this theme exploration episode, hosted by myself, Jason Henderson, and the ever insightful Josh Turner. In these episodes, we continue to draw from the rich insights contained in the 34 Clifton Strengths themes as they help us to understand and celebrate the diversity and complexity of humanity. Enjoy this episode. All right, so let's dive into Maximizer. Jason, why do you think the world needs Maximizer? The world needs Maximizer because we've all experienced what it is like to receive an exceptional level of something, whether it's uh, customer service, yep. a product, uh, food that we've enjoyed, and we just think, oh man, that was that was next level. Mm. Uh, and we know that feeling. We know how great it feels, how um, this level of artistry or whatever, inspire, how inspired we feel by it. Mm-hmm. And we look for those things again. We look for those experiences again. And I think it's a, a, a human desire and need to um, master things and, and excel at things. And, and Maximizer pushes us there. It says, mm-hmm. let's not settle, let's keep moving. And that's why I think that we need. Mm, like you even think about the roles of someone who is conducting a group of people you know, any big idea takes a lot of people. The influencer, mm. the maximizer, when they're in those um, situations, they just are always talking about, uh, let's go to, I guess, a place of world class, a place of superb. Yeah. And then also if they're focusing on product, mm. you know, developing product. They're going to take it to a whole other level and have the type of mind that is just going to see the improvement, mm. you know, and want to, they'll feel almost unrest unless we are pushing the boundaries yeah. of what is possible, I think. I think and this might sound a bit meta, but it's just like, we just need to think more of humanity. I think we just need to expect more of, of who we are as humans and, and mm. Maximizer does expect more and, and think higher of. Um, I mean, this is a video and a podcast and I find any podcast I'm listening to the person I'm probably listening to has Maximizer in their dominant screen. So they're doing something <laughs> profound in the world. They're changing our way of thinking. Yeah. They're thinking of new possibilities. So really cool. Cool. All right. We are going to do a little game here where we've got a bunch of scenarios in a tin. And uh, that's why we call it the scenario tin. <laughs> well named. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Josh is going to draw a scenario out and we're going to think about how Maximizer or people high in Maximizer mm-hmm. might respond to this scenario. So okay. what did you get? What did you get? Okay, this seems very cliche for this theme. Invite, invited to critique someone else's work or project. <laughs> that, that is sounds, just straight up. Yeah. That sounds like we're maximizer. It. Yeah. So this person has been invited to critique someone else's work. Uh, I think one of the things that I've heard people say about maximizer when it's really at its best and most mature yep. is that it knows that there's probably a few questions that come first. So when someone says, "Hey, can you take a look at this?" Mm-hmm. Maximizer um, could would do well to have a few uh, set of questions <laughs> that go something like, um, "Where do you feel that this is at in terms of 
just raw through to finished product? Uh, are you wanting me to give you some feedback that would then require more energy and, and work and resource? Mm-hmm. Um, just just a, a few things that are checking in on the status of the project and yep. just how much maximizer they're going to get to bring. So I think that's what they um, can do uh, before they've even opened their mouth with what their maximizer wants to bring is just mm. ask, ask a few questions. Mm. And I think there'll be some people that maybe it could rub up the wrong way because they might be asking for feedback but might not actually want it. Yeah. But I think that um, I think the thing is is that the intent of the person with Maximizer is looking for ROI, like return on investment. Mm. How could this um, have a huge impact? You know, mm. and so it's almost the auditioning ideas in their mind and thinking about getting the right cast to put on a Broadway show, you know? How can we make this really superb and never seen before yeah. at this level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go. Okay, do you want to do another one? Yeah. Okay, so we're one. going to pick another scenario. Okay. Here we go. What do you got? Planning a family gathering. Maximizer planning a family gathering. I, I, I think... The first thought that comes to mind is um, bang for buck in terms of time together. So mm-hmm. I think about this, families nowadays, uh, especially when they get bigger, like I'm in, we're both in this stage of life where we've got our own young families. So to get together wider, if I think about an extended thing, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's hard to pull off. And so how are we going to make the most use of this time? Mm-hmm. How are we going to really make it special um, because we might only need to do it once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first thought. I might have taken it to the sort of extended family, bigger gathering thing, because uh, we've got one of those coming up. But that, that was my first thought. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the, the thought that would naturally come into their mind is, how do I make it better than last year? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And they would make it better than last year. Yeah. It would be, yeah, a memorable thing. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, what makes the maximizer uncomfortable? Uh, we've probably covered off some of this, I think, earlier, but one thing, one word or words that come to mind is status quo. Yep. So, just this idea of, well, we've got it as far as we can, let's leave it there. Mm. Um, now, that might be true, and it might be as far as we can go, mm. um, but people don't just say that when it's true, they say it when they can't be bothered moving it beyond. Mm. Um, and so just, um, uh, I guess it's good enough. We've got, we've got far enough. I think that might make Maximizer feel uncomfortable because you are shutting down massive opportunities in terms of what Maximizer brings mm. if you say good enough, if you say, um, yeah, you know, that'll do. Um, and so uh, making sure that we keep an open openness there for Maximizer to polish things. Mm. Um, I suppose the other thing is thinking of polishing things, what might also make Maximizer uncomfortable is that we invest a whole lot of time and money into something that is never going to be excellent. Yep. And, and they would have just been more selective and said, no, nah, let's not even invest in that. Mm. So they might be uncomfortable when things have been invested in that probably shouldn't have. Mm. Yeah. Can I just ask about a theme contrast? Maximizer strategic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. both of them almost challenge the status quo. Yeah. Almost. How yeah. would you differentiate that? Like, how what would be the way of almost challenging that? Yeah, I, that's different. Well, I think strategic is talking about um, 
different ways to get to something. Yeah. And so why have we? Why would we just always use the same way to get to something? And mm-hmm. so they're asking that they're kind of pushing back on the status quo around how we get there. Mm-hmm. And Maximizer, I think, is looking in at the status quo of like this is what the end result has looked like. Yes. And and we're okay with that. Yes. Uh, and and they say like, are we? Like yeah, totally. Why wouldn't we aim for something more than that? And I think so, you, you make a really good point because they improve upon. And I think that. One thing where you get an amazing result from Maximizer is when they get to experience the best that there is right now. Mm-hmm. And when they see that, their mind doesn't go, oh, I'll try and be that. Their mind almost goes to a place of, how will I even improve the best? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like they almost, it becomes theirs when they see the best. Yeah. You know, that's mine now, and I'm going to even take that further. Yeah. So, yeah. Great. What do you think joy looks like for a person high in Maximizer? I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this a little bit different and say, as a coach, what I want them to embrace as joy is maybe this current moment, maybe the thing they're improving right now is a type of joy. Mm. Um, it's the type of thing where they, uh, as, as it says in the description, they can live with this whisper of discontent. Yet I think that there is a joy in the journey, the grind of improvement, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes if they arrive somewhere, they could almost think about how that could be improved upon again. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's just that journey. Maybe it's this current, um, the journey between good to great. Mm -hmm. That is your joy. Wow. You know? Yeah. Um, I've had that conversation with people and and, and they've found it helpful, a different way of seeing it. And they have been like, I actually am really enjoying this thing I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. even though it's frustrating, yeah. you know, that I want it to be better, I am enjoying it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'd want someone high maximizer to find joy in their um, in their good radar. <laughs> and what mm. I mean by that is just be okay with the fact that they notice things that are already good and just sit with those and celebrate those, whether the execution is theirs for the next steps, whether they need to move something. Just find joy in noticing things that are great and, and noticing things that are excellent. And, and that's not about being fussy or picky or um, you know selective in a negative sense. That's the fact that you have this talent which gives you a radar for things that other people don't have. So lean into that and, and enjoy your observation of good and great and excellent things. Mm. Yeah. Cool. What would you say to encourage Maximizer? Okay. Um, what would I say to encourage? I would say when you notice areas that have that show greatness um, and what people do, I think it speaks volumes to people. Mm. Um, that I think that you are maybe more of a leader than maybe you think. Mm. You have more impact, more influence than you might even be aware of currently. And what I'd say to encourage them is that you being in the room, things just tend to improve, mm. you know, um, and it can even be in areas that aren't their primary field of interest, but them being in that conversation helps, Yeah, you know, their conversation helps. Yeah. And um, yeah, what would you say? Yeah, I'd, I'd want to say that when uh, you say something is worth the investment, uh, our ears prick up and, and, and we go, oh man, it must it must actually be worth it. And so if that's my project that someone high in Maximizer picks up and says, let's keep working on this, there's something about that 
that makes me feel um, encouraged um, because you've selected the, the thing that you're saying it's good and we, we're going to move, keep moving it. Um, so, yeah, when you don't underestimate your ability maximizer to encourage others just by saying, let's work more on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're saying, at the same time you're saying that, you're saying, this is already good. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's good. Cool. Okay, so today's guest host is Nat Kitty, a strengths network coach based in Topol, and she joined us to talk about Activator. Thank you so much for joining us, Nat. Uh, we're going to talk about Activator. What I love is when we first put this call out to coaches to join us for these calls and uh, co-host these things, the first two people I heard from were people who were like, I'll do it and I'm Activator, uh, which makes complete sense. So apart from missing out on Futuristic, why did you then choose Activator? Um, I quite like Activator because it, it's just definitely it's something that drives my entire life. Everything that I do is just, um, let's do it now. Why not? Um, so it's a bit fun because I really love to create things and just to take action. So, yeah, I, I quite like Activator. Great. And where does it sit for you in your top five? So for me, it's number three. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Josh? Cool. This is my number two. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it's, it's somewhere in the middle for me. So maybe it's about me asking the activators some some great questions as we as we move on. All right. Uh, yeah. So do you have a recent activator story that you can share with us, Nat? Um. So I work in marketing at a large hotel um, here in Taupo, and we'll often have these meetings with like different managers and the rest of the team. Um, and we'll be talking about, you know, what we're going to do to try and drive business for this slow period or that slow period. And someone will put out an idea and, um, you know, we'll have it minuted and everything. And usually it's me kind of coming back from those meetings and being like, okay, so you've suggested that we get on LinkedIn and start promoting ourselves as an employer. When, when are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Do you want me to start? I'll look at this. Oh, look, I've already looked up how this works and stuff. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I tend to remember things that other people kind of throw out and then forget, and then I pick them up and I'm like, so are we doing it? Can we go with this? Um, wow. Yeah. So sometimes it's frustrating because they've forgotten, but um, yeah. Wow. So yeah. am I hearing you right that in a meeting space, if someone has made a series of suggestions because your mind has gone to the action or you've mm -hmm. already started researching something or looking at something, you can then bring them back to those things and say, what are the action points on those where they might have moved on? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so like, you know, with this LinkedIn example, we talked about it at a meeting a couple of weeks ago and my manager was like, yeah, I'll start looking into LinkedIn and how we can use that. And I was like, okay, cool, minuted, yep. And then um, last week I was like, huh, I haven't heard anything about it. So I looked up, you know, just some basic how to use LinkedIn for business. Um, and then I said to him, oh, have you looked into LinkedIn at all? And he's like, no, no, I haven't. Oh, good, good remembering. And he was like, do you, do you want to look after that? So now mm -hmm. I have another job. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, earlier we wrote down uh, some words, set ourselves a minute to write down three key words that come to mind when we think about 
the activator theme and we're going to share those now. So, Josh, why don't you start? Show us the words. I got three words. I always like to kind of, uh, I don't know, go about, the, go about this, this exercise in a different way. I've got, <laughs> I've got a kind of a quick little statement that just says, ready, fire, aim. Okay, so it kind of works in that <laughs> order, right? So it's, it's just, I mean, this is the way I work. It's like, ready, let's just go, let's aim it, you know, like while we're going. And, um, and yeah, I think for me, I feel very comfortable jumping off the cliff and building my wings on the way down, you know. There's just this willingness to fly by the seat of, you know, my pants and I almost find my flow in moving. Um, I always get my best ideas like with my ideation when I'm driving in the car or pacing or walking uh, for me you pace when you're on the phone I pace when I'm on the phone it helps <laughs> me get better uh, yeah um, so so for me I have such a high value for movement a high value for seeing action and if I don't see it I don't believe it's going to happen so therefore it's almost mm-hmm. really fire aim after wow. cool. cool choice Okay, your turn, Nat. Um, I wrote down like catalyst. So I guess I kind of think of like that chemical reaction where like, you know, there's just something dropped into something else, boom. <laughs> um, nice. And it's like, it's going to happen. Um, so if you drop me into an idea and if I, I think it's a good one, then I'm going to want to make it happen. Um, the other one is push. Two other elements. Sorry, you could have the two other elements sitting there for ages and mm. not doing anything. Yeah, and it takes that catalyst. Yeah, that's such a good picture. Yeah, cool. Um, and the other one is like pusher. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely like push myself to to do things, but I also push the people around me. Um, so if someone says to me, "Oh, I've got this really cool idea to do something," then I'm like, "Do it." Friggin' do it! Like, just get out there, and you could do this, and you could do that, and oh, that could be real cool. Um, and I definitely get excited for other people's ideas. Um, and so, yeah, like with my husband, my husband's got intellection as one of his top five. And so, with my activator, he gets very frustrated because he has to think it over, and I want to do the opposite of thinking it over. I want to think it over later, like. After I've done it, kind of thing. So um, I push him, and he slows me down. So it works all right. Nice. Um, and the last one is energy. Like, there's got to be energy. Mm. It creates energy, um, but you need energy to, I guess, work with it as well. Because if you don't have that, then yeah, it's not so great. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Okay, I got, and I'm gonna almost like cover this one because my spelling's so bad. Spelling is not a, a top a top strength of mine. Yeah, uh, so I got brave, entrepreneurial, and momentum. And it was entrepreneurial that tripped up my spelling. Just in case you're wondering, out of those, not not brave. That entrepreneurial is very hard to spell and say. So I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no judgment. I think my favourite one on that list is is brave. Or you could, if you don't resonate with that word maybe courage i think that i look on at people high and activator and i i admire their courage because um sometimes people haven't started uh, not because they're too lazy to start or not because they don't know the step but because the step is scary uh and activators often are like well someone's gonna have to do it and, and dive in so 
I think of uh, I think of you people hiring an activator as courageous. Yeah. What What would be Nat your um, your favourite theme combination? Like, what is another one of your dominant themes that you think works really well with your activator? Um, I've I'm quite strong on futuristic. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely, as I said before, I absolutely love futuristic and I was a little bit gutted to miss out on talking about it because I think it's my <laughs> favourite thing. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I just, I love looking at the future and thinking, man, that could be awesome or that could be cool and just, you know, I can see it so clearly. And I think um, for me, I guess in part because of Activator, I need that future to become a reality. Yes. Um, like there are some certain futures that I will hold to really strongly and I'm like, I need this to happen. It has to happen, not just for me, but for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that Activator, yeah, definitely helps that to start happening because um, I think you've got to start making that first step, even if it's maybe a couple of missteps along the way. Mm-hmm. If you don't start, you'll never get there. So. You know, journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step and all that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. What about yourself? Yeah. What about you, Josh? Um, I would say I would probably think about what actually helps um, make my activator better work with other people. I mean, I definitely have experienced my activator kind of bulldoze ahead regardless of whether people are with me or not. And I think that my individualization can almost help me turn the volume down. Um, So I'd maybe think about almost what would make um, my activator have more um, of a um, compassion, I guess, could be the word I'd put with it. I think when I feel like I'm that way, I'm actually happier. And, and what I also find is that I have found in dialing it back with my individualization turned up, um, things move faster and I've got a high value for moving faster. And sometimes I feel the thing that slows me down the most is the fact that any big idea takes a lot of people. And so people can sometimes be the part that I'm like, is slowing me down. You know, but um, but once I can kind of get people, um, I guess, understand people and help get people on the same page with my communication, I guess, would help as well. Um, yeah. yeah. To see groups of people gain momentum. Love that. Love that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And I think that really speaks to Activator's um, powerful ability to influence uh, and it not just mm. be about individual activation but but corporate activation yeah cool okay some this this question could open up a whole lot for activator so i definitely want to make it a two-part thing about what activator finds most frustrating and how they might turn that frustration that same energy and frustration around into a really positive contribution so that second part of the question is so crucial um, so yeah, what frustrates and how can that be turned into contribution? I would say what frustrates my activator is when I don't see action. So for example, if I ask someone to do something or I need help, mm. 
Mm. If I don't see people moving, I don't believe it's going to happen, mm. right? And so, like, my preferred way that people should go and do that thing is by running. You know, that's <laughs> what I would love to see. I'd love to see a bit of sprint action going on. <laughs> often I'm frustrated by people... Like I used to teach, I used to teach guitar and music, and I, I had my. I remember on my Tuesday every week, I would do group lessons, and I'd see fifty students in a day. And so, but wow. in that day, there's going to be kids that turn up late, dragging their guitar behind them, and it's as though my activator could hear every little of their guitars zip slowly opening, <laughs> and it would just make me want to explode, you know? <laughs> it would just drive me bananas, right? And so um, I think that, um, I guess it's the slowness. Um, that would be my first part to the answer. What about the second part? Second part to the answer is the volume conversation and learning about my strengths and that I can turn it down has revolutionized my life. So, for example, in that same conversation with those kids that were coming in and their slowness late to class, when I would be able to stop and go, okay, so we've lost five minutes, um, but what we're going to do is in a moment, I'm going to get you to all get your books out. And we're all going to turn to page 34 and we're going to be dead quiet while I tune your guitars. We're going to get smashed it and we're going to do this, 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 this. And what I'd turn into is this motivator who was motivating action. And what I would find is in that, say, there were half an hour lessons, if we only had 25 minutes, sometimes I could almost get about an hour of lessons out of those same kids um, <laughs> because I was able to motivate movement in the action yeah. so when i went down to where people were and the speed they're at and actually helped them kind of put the pedal to the metal but i got out of them rather than expecting them to be as fast as me my will got better that's yeah. all i can say yeah <laughs> wow frustration turned to contribution with activator um i think for me a frustration would be you know fluid intentions um, so people who, you know, say in meetings, okay, I mean, again, going kind of back to work, but I guess also in like real life as well. Mm. Um, and that people talk about doing things and they say they're going to do this or, you know, we should do this. And, but they don't really mean to start right away or they're just actually throwing ideas out, but the language that they use makes it sound to me like it's, um, a definite thing. Mm -hmm. um, action, yeah. And yeah, and because I've got responsibility in my top five as well. So for me, my word is my word. And mm. then I, you know, like talking about expectations, I do expect that to a degree from other people as well. And mm. I think I have kind of learned who to expect from and who to just let talk <laughs> um, a little bit as I've gone. But yeah, like people that are saying, okay, well, we should do this, but they don't really mean do that. They just kind of mean like, oh, this is a cool idea. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think for me, it definitely helps to be really clear on what we want to do and when, you know, the, the when about it as well. Like yeah. if someone says something like that to me, then I have to be like, is this something that you seriously want to do? And when do you want to get started? Mm. Or is this just a, an idea that you're having that is a cool one right now, but in 10 minutes you'll have forgotten it. Mm. Um, so you're kind yeah, of yeah. And clarifying. Huh? You're kind of clarifying. And, and the other word I thought was you're kind of filtering 
as as you like helping yeah. through stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I remember my. My my mum, I think that my activator has partly been inspired by my dad, who's also got activator. And I remember one yeah. time as a child, my mum once said to my dad one morning, it would be nice to one day potentially get a dog. And that the came home at the end of that day and there was a dog in the house, <laughs> right? And so, like, that, that's so me. They hear things in action points. Right. And sometimes... Um, mm. They need a bit of clarifying. So you sort of asking those questions, I mean, that's just showing yeah. a very healthy form of activator, I think. That's yeah. great. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I, I think it's something I've had, had to learn because I have gone ahead and started things and then ended up wasting my time or wasting someone else's time because of it because actually that person didn't want that done, but they sounded like they did. So I was like, well, I'm going to go do it because why not? And then, yeah, that happens. So, yeah. I've noticed I've got people close to me in my life, high in activator, and I, I noticed one of the things they find frustrating is sometimes where there's a lack of trust, where um, diving in and jumping in quickly is equated with um, not having thought it through, and so there's a lack of trust in the quality of a, of a process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this segues us nicely into uh, the question we'll land on here for this segment, and that is, um, what do you? What would you say to encourage people high and activator? And so, if I can um, kick this part off and just say uh, to people high and activator, we trust you, and we trust that your best energy comes at the start, and uh, we trust that if you are working on this theme and, and learning to um, make it a really mature version, that we will see the best out of you if we just give you that room to just go and uh, we'll talk about process and and, and uh, all of the things that need to be thought out as we go. Uh, so that's my message to people high in Activator, uh, especially when there is maturity with it, is, is we trust you. Go for it. How about you guys? Mm. Nat, have you got anything? Um, yeah, I actually wrote something down. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, so I guess... I mean, I was basically talking to myself, but (laughs) um, don't stop starting um, and don't be afraid to be that first step. And if the last step is going to be daunting, then find people that you can partner with who can be that, you know, partner with a finisher um, who understands that, you know, these are two roles here. Um, And also to be really strategic and intentional in what you do start. Um, Not everything deserves a start. So definitely spend your energy wisely. Great. That's really good. That's really good. That's great. Any finishing, concluding thoughts, Mr. Turner? I think that um, I would just say to the activator that you have activator, activator doesn't have you. I think it would be that Mm -hmm. I would encourage them to know that, that they can have a sense of control. I can seem like that type of theme that I think when we talk about volume, what's the one you have to watch the volume on? I feel like every activator would say, oh, you're my activator. You know, it's always one that you feel like can come across as that impatient type person. Um, However, it's the type of thing where you can slow it down. And I think in slowing it down, um, sometimes you might find that in, in turning it down, 
productivity or momentum goes up. It's kind of a little bit like it almost goes against what we think is going to happen. But uh, I guess it's you can actually you can trust other people. You can actually help motivate, activate or out of other people. So mm. I'd, I'd say it's probably more like you've got this. You can control this. Mm. It doesn't have it doesn't you. Have yeah. Boom. Nice work, team. Okay, Jason, you have belief in your top five. I do. It's number four. Okay, so where does your belief go to find energy? Okay, energy with belief for me comes from uh, being around family. Mm -hmm. As we know, this theme uh, on paper is very, it says it's very family oriented and that's certainly true for me. and where else does it it finds energy in um, knowing and finding out and discovering the why Mm. so um, uh, it it charges its battery by pursuing the the mission or the why behind something Mm -hmm. so as it's looking and searching it's that's where it's going Um, and it um, you know, very much is around values. So when it can align, when people high on belief can align what they're doing with core values, mm-hmm. um, that's where they find their energy from. Is like, yeah, there's a real alignment here with what I, what I know to be true and important for me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, we both found it really interesting. Another time we were talking yep. about belief, we both found it really interesting that. Uh, the home for this theme mm-hmm. in the domains yeah. is in executing. Mm-hmm. Talk to me more about uh, how you see it fitting in the executing domain um, and uh, what does that mean? How, how did you learn more about the theme by seeing it there? Mm. Well, that was an eye-opener, and, but it did actually really help me understand it greater. As, um, you'll see in the description that it talks about they must um, find work that aligns with their values, with their ethos type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that when they do find that, you don't only have a hard worker, you have a sacrificial worker. Mm. And, um, and they're willing to um, almost, almost put their own kind of interests aside sometimes mm. to, to make sure they go above and beyond yeah. from a work stance. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually coached someone who was working in banking mm-hmm. um, before they had children, yeah. had their children, mm-hmm. um, so was out of the workforce for 15 years, went back to banking and lasted for two weeks wow. and then left the job. Reason being was that um, that when they were first in banking, they were helping people save money. Yeah. And then when they went back to banking, it was around how much debt can a person handle. Wow. That was against the value system of, yeah. of their belief. Mm. And so they're like, I can't be in this. And so they left. Two and they weeks. ended up going and uh, doing helping with finances for a non-for-profit. Wow. So which completely makes sense. Yeah. And they would have given it their all and worked really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think uh, sometimes that's such a good story of the big picture why for someone in their work. Mm. Uh, one thing I've noticed is that they'll, people high in belief will um, do really well when they can align themselves to um, the why even on a small scale sometimes, like yeah. even on the daily list of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like there's a list of things to do today and beside each of those there's this, doesn't need to be written down, but mm-hmm. there's just this ability to go, that connects to this value and that connects to this value. And mm. um, it's almost like we're in some organizations, uh, the, 
mission statement and the values and the vision in a filing cabinet somewhere because we did yep. that you know we did that five years ago and we might update it one day uh, it's like the person high in belief does best and, and is most productive where instead of in the filing cabinet those are written over the walls and, and, and everybody can tell you the vision and values of mm-hmm. an organization when you walk in that's where you'll find them in their most uh, in their sweet spot in terms of productivity and, and getting stuff done love it and yeah. let's if we go further with that I'm mm-hmm. curious mm-hmm. say if we're still talking about an organization yeah and when I don't know if you've experienced this when people move away from the values yeah. or from the why mm-hmm. um, what does that do to the personal belief what does that do to your belief if you feel like people are moving away from what we're about yeah I think one of two key things can happen yeah um, there's a lot of sacrifice that comes with this theme. People are willing to put um, themselves aside for a bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. And so when someone feels connected and they can't work out the why, one of the first things they'll probably do is put aside their own need and, and, and fight for the why. And so they'll ask, I've seen them ask so many questions Mm -hmm. when something has gone out of line Mm -hmm. And so they might be that person that's asking of the leadership, why is this and why is that? I think that that will happen up to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And if the person high in belief is listened to Mm -hmm. and and can find the alignment and that that, they can be a massive support in bringing that back on course. Mm -hmm. If they're not listened to, they'll probably leave and and they'll probably find somewhere else to be. Uh, And it can be that matter of fact for, for people high in belief. So... Uh, you really hope more often than not it's a scenario where they get to be heard and then bring that back into alignment for everybody involved. Mm. Um, but it might un- it might explain why some people have moved moved on from organisations yes. or relationships or projects or whatever. I've got a friend with belief who I've even heard these exact words come out of his mouth, which mm-hmm. is, "I'm willing to die on this mountain." Wow! Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's 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 the stuff that we where they're like. Uh, you know, I'll go down with the ship on this one, mm, you know. Mm. Um, but what that actually does for other people is actually help almost put passion behind what truly matters to who we are, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that increases that big time. Yeah, cool. Okay, so um, what we'll do is um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave this one. Okay. Um, we love doing this uh, finding like how a theme would be in relationship with another theme when we choose one random card out of the theme insight card. So can you choose one card? Take a card, any card. I'm gonna go with this one, which is futuristic. All right. Futuristic and belief. That's cool. That is cool. Can you, you go for it? Yeah, I, I think uh, probably instant picture is a boat where um, you've got someone on the bow mm-hmm looking out to where we're going and picturing the end destination yes and someone at the back with the rudder yes um and both are about direction yes and they're both working together in the same boat um and the future direction is guided by the rudder Mm -hmm. and so you've got someone going like yes i can see the horizon i can see where we're going i can see the land or whatever it is yeah and the person at the back going yep and we get there by sticking to our course and sticking to the direction so it reminds me actually of one of the one of the um uh, i guess another metaphor that i use for this is that the person with belief them 
um, been them is that like they're like the weight below the waterline of a ship. You, ah. don't, you don't talk about like, hey, that's a nice weight you've got there below the, you know, the <laughs> waterline of a ship. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. You know, no one talks about that. Yeah. But without it, mm. if a wave comes, yeah. you're gone. Mm. You know, and so it kind of keeps it on course. Mm. You know, when the storms come, yeah. but you can almost see that with the futuristic going on course to somewhere yeah you know yeah and and i think futuristics going to be talking about where we're going and beliefs going to be talking about why we're going there and both of those things are really important yes yeah both of the, both of those need to be answered yeah yeah really cool okay cool um i'm interested in uh how someone high in belief from your perspective might mm. lead a team any thoughts around that okay i think that they're going to lead a team with a sense of um, passion, mm-hmm. a sense of purpose, mm-hmm. you know. I think like you even think about how in our jobs we're looking for a person, uh, looking for a job where we have uh, freedom, mm-hmm. where we have community, mm-hmm. and where we have meaning and purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think that finding community and meaning and purpose, mm. these two things are actually things that people are searching for and often don't find yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. and I think that how I think the person with belief would answer both these things is with the, a sense of like the community I think they create environments of belonging and family mm. would be one part yeah. and then from the purpose and meaning part that's the part to them where you know what they're about you know what they're not about yeah. you know what is our why yeah. do you know what I mean and so following a person like that Super inspiring, and I think actually would be a really uh, fulfilling workplace to be in. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd only add to that by saying um, not just for the people within that team or that family or that organisation. Yeah. For everyone around them, it's this like I know where I stand with that organisation. Yeah. I know where I stand with that family. Or, yes. Or, or that uh, community group mm-hmm. um, because they 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 are stable. Mm-hmm. And and we there's a trustworthiness about they say they're going to be there and that's where they are and yep. that's where they've positioned themselves and they're staying there's a stability there so yeah not just benefiting those within but also real clarity for those who are um, in relationship with awesome. that group yeah okay should we do a scenario out of the tin of scenarios yes so I'm going to get Josh to randomly pick a scenario. We'll talk about how belief might respond to this situation. Okay, I think we've done this one before, haven't we? Ah, oh, have we? Attending a training course? Yeah, Attending, we have. Yep, yeah, we've, we've done, done that in another, in another um, theme. What was that? Second I can't remember. This one is... Okay, asked to prepare a presentation. That's pretty cool. Okay. So, so I think, uh, without sounding like we're repeating ourselves a little bit, I th- I th- the person high in belief is going to want to know a bit about the um, the audience and the why it's necessary and what is necessary to include. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think for someone high in belief, they're not going to want to stand there and just deliver a whole lot of stuff that they're not connected to. Mm-hmm. And so they'll probably get it down to um, just like they do with. Um, getting values really succinct mm-hmm. they'll probably want to get the presentation quite succinct so that they um, deliver it from here mm-hmm. not just from here yes yeah I would from say 
I would say they would be communicating a cause, mm-hmm. right? And they would almost call people to the cause that yeah. they're about. I can yeah, imagine totally. that would be their TED talk or yeah. that would be their, you know, um, even like getting people to think more altruistically and like and be generous and mm. contribute to something larger than themselves. Yeah. I feel like they would call people into that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. All right. Last thing. Uh, I want to know what you would say to encourage people high in belief. This is just for me. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. It's for everybody high in belief. Right? Um, so. I, I would say that, um, you know, another analogy I use is that, um, you know, I use the analogy of a, of a peach. It's a nice fruit, right? But if you bite down onto that thing too hard, you'll break your teeth. Mm-hmm. There's a core in the middle that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And what I want to say about that is this, is that that unchanging part of who you are gives other people a sense of certainty, a sense of stability. Mm-hmm. And I think that a person with um, belief, I think that people see your integrity. Mm-hmm. They see your long game. They see that what you're about has pure intention, mm-hmm. you know, and it's about something larger than yourself. And um, and I think that, I think I've said this before, but you create a sense of home, a sense of family that people will be drawn to, to, um, I guess, see them, see, I guess, going through rough patches in their life. They would find, I guess, a, um, I guess some kind of solid ground to stand on mm. with that person. Yeah. Fantastic. Cool. I feel encouraged. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Strengths Well. We trust that you have found it helpful and insightful. If you'd like to learn more about our network and what we are about, head to strengthsnetwork.org. Kakite.